0: Sex Communication, a podcast that explores how we communicate during sex and about sex, with explicit recordings and uninhibited conversation. My name is Brienne McGuire, founder of Graphic Paint and host of This Uncensored Adventure. Join me each week as I share crowdsourced audio files and interview a wide range of people about their private activities. The mission of this series is to change attitudes towards sex simply by changing the way it's communicated one episode at a time. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello, and welcome to episode 15. You're about to hear my interview with three members of a polyamorous relationship who also happen to engage in rope bondage, some more than others. I discovered these individuals via Instagram and spent several months stalking their feeds, which heavily feature beautifully shot photos of their rope play. You can find links to them in the show notes, but as an introduction, I speak with Ray, also known as at 10. Against Cam, who's also known as not Cam Damage, and Brad, also known as Eat Your Kids. And again, I link to them in the show notes so you don't have to worry about remembering these details. Anyway, given the number of people involved in this conversation, the interview does run a smidge beyond an hour, but it's well worth the extra time given all the juicy details that they share we talk about the real life logistics of polyamory as well as how each person got involved with bdsm and rope bondage in the first place all right then here we go are all three of you there yes yes hello and hello brad we haven't spoken yet hello <laughs> thanks again for saying yes and for all showing up and doing this i know it's kind of a feat to get all these people together for one one hour or so. Um, So did you guys have a chance to look through the questions I sent? Because we don't have to follow any of them. If there's anything you do or don't want to discuss or you're bored by or... I think
1: they're all good. My only um, thing to mention is that it says... I don't know if we identify as a triad necessarily because Brad and Ray aren't in a relationship. Okay. Um, I, I don't... Like maybe that word still is a good descriptor, but just... To be clear on that, part. I don't know. I've,
2: I've heard it phrased so many ways, that so many people assume uh, that we are, but it's um, maybe a better uh, qualifying term would be like. Am
1: uh, I supposed you Tim. No. Okay.
2: Uh, some kind of uh, <laughs> uh, poly triangle of some denomination? So a triad. <laughs> or or uh, what's the shape without the upside down V? What's that? Well, cool. you
1: guys are friends. It's not like you don't. Anyway, I don't
0: know. That was just the one thing I wanted to point out. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's funny because I think I actually only started using that because I heard you say it the last time. But maybe you uh, were just saying it in a more flippant fashion. But I was like, oh, that seems like a very easy way to refer to you guys. So, I'll oh.
2: Is, uh, and and we can just clarify at the time that it's a terrifying. Moments, needed, yeah. all semantics.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, um so we might as well start with the f- the first question I have, which I mean, and we're already kind of getting into this just with the semantics of, you know, your how you would label yourselves. Um, but what are the roles that you each have in the relationship that as it applies to all three of you?
2: You go first too. I go first yeah. Rad <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Brad's the chef. We'll start there. <laughs> <laughs> um uh so uh, Cam and I, uh, our, our dynamic is, um, seated in, in, uh, a, a DS, uh, romantic, um, denomination primarily, uh, where I, like I am, uh, the dominant in, in her, the submissive. Um, yeah, yeah, that's. I, I mean, you guys are also a traditional. Yeah, it's the not
1: romantic not. twenty four seven master slave. I don't really like that term anymore. Uh, but have have DS things. We are uh, each other's main rope partner. Yeah. Um, where I bottom to Ray, um, yeah. but then have normal stuff too. And then Brad and I are husband and wife. Um, and we... I used to say that we were switches. Yeah. With each, um,
3: yeah, I mean, we we used yeah. to do it a lot more. Yeah. It's not like it's completely... Off
1: now or... it's like Brad tops me during sex and I top him with rope. Yeah. <laughs> so. That
0: seems like a, a very, you know, a very fair <laughs> equal opportunity approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Cam, I saw, um, the reason why I had asked, I think it was because one of your stories, you were doing a and A with your stories and somebody had asked about your relationship with, with 10 as well. And you said that he was your owner. So yeah. does, does that seem more accurate than like a standard DS description?
1: Um, I like that more because one, I am into pet play and I'm a puppy. Um, so the, the owner title like works more in that with me. Yeah. And, um, I also just feel like it's a different term than just saying dominant. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: dominant um, gets gets kind of loosely.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think owner implies there's some like caretakership, right? Um, in some way, and um, it kind of
2: kind of goes well in like the the daddy sense too. Um, it's like a like a as a as a caretaking
1: kind of person. Like sometimes I kind of feel like the daddy of the household. Like, I mean,
2: the you are. house, yeah. you know. <laughs> Often. Often. <laughs> Besides feeding, Brad does that. Yeah, Brad does the feeding. I, I do the fixing.
0: <laughs> and just to to clarify for people listening, so Ray, you're also 10, so we'll probably, I'm sure you'll be referred to as either or in the course of the conversation, but just to clarify, 10 and Ray are the same person. Cam yeah. is another, and then Brad is someone separate. Okay. Um, so uh, Ray and Brad, do you guys ever do anything together?
3: Um, no, I mean, it's not off the table by any means, but it's like
2: we've, we've tied before and we've all had discussions about, um, various things like potentially happening and like those things are still on the table. I mean, you touched my pebbles once. I did. I did. did (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: wrong. You guys are friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And hang out and like go do shit together. Like
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And do all
0: all three of you live in the same place?
2: Yes. Okay. And what's we'll new on. thing just happened? We've been we've been all living together for. about I mean, you, two you
3: like before so. that though. You lived like four
2: blocks away it's from us, true, so it exactly. was we like you might as well. <laughs> <live the same. laughs> and do all
0: three of you sleep in the same bed?
2: No, no, no. We we have two separate rooms uh, that we sleep in. Um,
1: across the
0: hall. From across the,
2: the, hall other. the hall from one another. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, so Cam Cam gets to bounce back and forth at uh, at their leisure.
0: And how do you, Cam, how do you make that, that decision, like, which way you're going to go?
1: It's actually – well, okay, so it's actually a tough – we haven't <laughs> talked about this out loud really in our group. Um, Ray and I travel together, like, a fairly decent amount, um, where we go away for, like, rope conventions or to go do photo shoots or, like, whatever. Um – so I, I like have a hard time making it equal between like, I'm away for these intense weekends with Ray and then I come home and want to like spend, you know, the unequal amount of time sleeping in Brad's bed. And then it's hard to find like a balance once we're not traveling.
2: Yeah. I actually talked about this with someone, um, just the other day, uh, a friend of mine. And, and I was talking about this exact thing because like that in the last six weeks, we've traveled three different times in the last six weeks. There's a lot of travel in a short amount of time. Yeah. And during that time, like four to five days, you know, Cam and I are spending every, every night together. Um, and so when we come home, like if there's one night that we spend together between uh, when we come back and the next time we go, I feel pretty good about that. And, and um, it's because we're spending so much time together that I realized I find the balance. The only time that I don't, or that that I think anyone starts feeling any kind of an imbalance is when we don't travel for like some, a month yeah, or for or several so. weeks yeah. or, or a month or two.
1: And it doesn't get split up. That's also like. Ray is a very violent
2: sleeper. That's true.
1: And <laughs> so I'm the latest sleeper in the world. So like, it's not always like that. Like it's not always. But, yeah. But but if I'm committing to sleeping with Ray, it's committing to not sleeping. <laughs> <It's, laughs> is what it is. So that's also like a factor. If I'm like, I need to sleep tonight, yeah. like it won't, I won't
2: sleep with Ray. Yeah. Because right. it's sometimes it me in the face to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, like this last time we traveled, uh, we were gone for like four days. Four days, and like every night was fine. We slept perfectly except for the last night. Was <laughs> <laughs> the last night was just. Also, subsequently, was like the most exhausting day, um, and and it was like a nightmare. I woke up and, and I was like, I just sleep. And she was like, You sucked. You <laughs> sleep, you know, like kind of stuff. It's pretty fun. fun fact. Nice, but just, uh, just it's a, it's a fun fact. Regardless, Kevin Brown are married as of uh, Halloween last year. And uh, I was actually the one that officiated that wedding.
0: Aw, that's very romantic, though. In terms of, like, how the time is split up in the between the three of you, like, Cam, it sounds like you're in the position of power there, which is ironic given that it sounds like you, you're more inclined to take the submissive role, like, at least, you know, with the rope work and, and sexually, if I'm interpreting that correctly. Is that, would you yep. say that's accurate or...
1: Um, yeah, I feel like it's hard to, to, like, use words like I, I'm in position of power in that scenario because it, like, sucks to be the one who's, like, oh, I have to, like, figure out how to delineate time and not make anyone feel like shit and, like, make it equal with everyone because, honestly, a lot of the time I'm just getting by <laughs> <laughs> on, on my own as a person <laughs> and it's, like, so much more to, like, worry about and consider with like other people's shit in the balance
2: i mean honestly i feel like for the most part we do we do pretty good. fucking well yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: the, sleep, the sleeping situation is like the biggest
2: yeah thing in my
1: yeah.
3: opinion i mean i have in the past been like you should go like this week you should like go sleep with him yeah or you know whatever because no, because i don't care
1: and that's when i didn't is because he went to bed at like uh ridiculous time oh yeah
2: and i was like well i don't want to go to bed but anyway to to be uh perfectly clear bradley polly's better than than all of us
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and why is that why why are you so good at it brad
3: um i don't know i think that when it comes to like things like jealousy and like being quote-unquote territorial um I I just don't have like I I don't know if I've learned to either control that or like if I just never really had it, but it like just affects you less, or, it. or if it just affects me less than other people. But like it's the way I think about it is like if there's an argument or a disagreement or something you know something negative happens, in my mind nine times out of ten like is is it worth like my thought process is is it worth reacting in any way and nine (laughs) times out of ten it is no it's really not because i i i don't know that's just how i think you also just don't care yeah i also just don't care and that that sounds like really like dismissive about things but like no you
1: just just float
3: along yeah like i just sort of go with the flow like i i I just i honestly just don't care
0: (laughs) Or have any of you been in poly relationships prior to this one
3: Yes. yes, all of us.
0: So, um, well, my other thing, just to back up a little bit. So, uh, Ray, you, you did mention that you and Brad had uh, tied with each other before. So it didn't sound like that was so frequent an occurrence. But who topped who in that scenario? Or did you uh, kind of... He, top, he topped you.
3: Yeah, he yeah, topped. I, I am not a a top by any means, other than, like, I will in top. sex? Other, yeah, other than, like, during the act of sex.
2: Um, um, and same for me, except I'm the submissive side. Like I, I'm in no way bottoming or submissive leaning in any denomination. Right.
0: Okay. So do you consider the relationship itself to be like a BDSM relationship only because like a lot of poly couples or not even poly couples like see that couple word just falls in their too easily, but, um, like any kind of poly relationship, like there's, there's so much overlap between those two worlds. I mean, is that how you look at it or you just look at it as like, we're a poly relationship and, you know, we engage in BDSM activities and, you know, they're not necessarily defined by the other. Uh, Brad
1: Brad and I are definitely not a, a BDSM relationship. No. Um, we've, uh, Brad and I have known each other since high school and dated in high school and have been together since two thousand nine. Um, before we knew about any of this shit, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely <laughs> wouldn't say that we are a BDSM relationship. The two of us, um, mm-hmm. and I, I it's tough with Ray and I because I want to be like it doesn't define our relationship,
3: but, but it does. is <laughs>
1: actually a huge part of our relationship.
3: But but it's like also in this situation where it is three individuals living in a house together and cohabitating and paying bills together. It is far, it is far more complicated than just labeling it as, you know, a BDSM relationship relationship or like a polycule. It is like, it it is basically like a, a living unit. Yeah.
2: But I think a, a major qualifying, uh, or clarifying, um, bit of information is that like, BDSM is a, is a major part of our lives individually before before Cam got in a relationship together. It was like a a very large part of our life. So like, while that, that was something that brought us together, it's not necessarily the thing that like keeps us together. Keeps us together. Yeah. Like we've, we've kind of grown past that initial, new new relationship energy where all we want to do is like play and fuck all the time, like we still do. But, but it's not just that. Yeah. It's like we're we're trying to like build a home. Like, you know I got, I got mean? bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got, we got goals in mind. So, um, yeah.
0: Well, what are the logistics of the rope work? So when you guys are doing rope work, are you doing it purely as like, that's your main form of like sexual release or, or, Activity with each other, is it, like, a part of it? I mean, like, how how important is the rope work into your sex life specifically, not just, like, life life?
3: I would say that, for me, rope has almost zero sexual yeah. connotation in my life. Um, like, there have been rope scenes that I have done with Cam in the past that have been... You know they have turned sexual in nature, but that is all like off the cuff or all like just he of the moment sort of things. It's yeah. never like I'm going into this to be like, you know, to have sex or to you know get sexual fulfillment. And, yeah. I, and I also I think that rope is often lumped in with that, and like it has like absolutely nothing. Like well, I can't say that because for no. for a lot of people it, it is
1: person to person.
3: It's person to person, but like. Like pe- people often misconstrue it as only being a sexual yeah. thing, right?
1: Um, for for me, it's kind of similar to Brad. I most of the time when I'm getting suspended or tying with someone, um, it can be erotic, but it's not about that necessarily for me. Um, I'm a masochist and specifically like endurance pain, right? Uh, and uh, this always sounds so cliche when I say it, but I'm going to say it. I I don't do drugs or drink or anything. Um, all I do is smoke cigarettes. So, like, my high is doing rope. <laughs> 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 We're just,
2: what like, high I'm like. Yeah, which like. sounds, sounds
1: so dumb, but it is true. That's, like, how, like, the, I get chemical rushes and stuff. Right. is like, doing enduring pain and being in things for, like, a long time. And I also, like Brad said, like, sure, sometimes rope scenes get sexy, Yeah. or like he- from anywhere from like heavy petting to like just me being aroused because it's like erotic to actual like fucking wall yeah. tying, or like we're in bed and I get, you know, tied in some like rough thing and then have sex, but it's definitely not sexually based for me personally.
2: All right. Yeah, similarly uh, I'll answer <clears throat> Uh, in the same kind of way, like we, there, there are times where like we're tying and it's, it's inherently sexy uh, or like I'm turned on by it or, or whatever. But like, that doesn't necessarily mean that we are, um, e- even if we're both feeling that way, that we go down that yeah. path necessarily um, because for a lot of times the rope, uh, the tying is, is, um like that that is the goal you know like we're um the like exchange and yeah release, the energy so, exchange yeah. the connection because there's a there, there's an an inherent process that happens like where you're you're not just sharing space but you're like sharing air it's a very intimate thing it's why we don't do it like casually um with just anyone uh we try to kind of keep it to uh to people that we know or are connected to in some kind of way because um, even if you're not being sexual with this person, it's an intimate exchange. Right. No matter what. Uh, and it's also and, just dangerous. And it's dangerous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous. Rope is single-handedly mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. most dangerous thing that any of us will do. Um, play wise. What else, uh, what else is more dangerous I get than blood shoved a lot. Yeah, but I'm talking about ropes. <laughs> like a specific yeah, act. Anyway,
0: anyway. Like, <laughs> so. so you all kind of said that, you know, it's not... Really, like, the, the function of it, it's not, you know, primarily a sexual thing, but what purpose does it serve for you? What is it doing for you? Is it, like, a therapeutic, spiritual thing? I mean, like, I, I understand the intimacy of it and, like, that kind of um, connective aspect of it. But, I mean, is thats is that it? Is there more to it than that?
2: Actually, kind of a lot of things. Like, there's that, that, like, connection or, or you know, spiritual, whatever you want, energy exchange. Um, some of it is, like uh in- endurance based, um like for for Cam it might be
1: well answer from your side.
2: Well, from, is like, <laughs> from my side it's a, it's a matter of like uh or it could be a matter of like trying to um you know Make a make a specific shape, or get to a certain a certain shape, or a certain position, or something like that, and getting there in a in a new and unique way, or new way, a new challenge to overcome. Hmm. And um, and sometimes it's I, I'm a, I'm very much a sadist leaning top, so sometimes it's just about the suffering. Like I I enjoy giving pain consensually, so it's uh, sometimes it's about like how. How bad can I make this suck without uh you know, <laughs> like permanently injuring someone <laughs> um and, and still like having an enjoyable time all around? Um, uh,
1: I, I switch with rope, but um for as a bottom it definitely is a therapeutic thing. I said before I'm I'm a masochist so I just like being in pain. Um, despite how I may like sound when I'm in pain. Um <laughs> but also it, as, as, like, a super anxious person, it's, um, a period of time where I don't have to think about or worry about anything else. Mm. All I have to do is be in the rope and, like, focus on the person and focus on processing the pain that I'm in. And that, that's, like, literally what the whole world is in those moments. Yeah. Um, which is super cool to get that for, like, an hour or two. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I would agree. As I like, I I, I don't topper, like rope topper, know how to tire anything. Like, I I can't spend or doing that stuff. So, as a rope bottom solely, um, it is for me about just not making decisions because I do that every day, all day in my life at work or, you know, in any aspect of my life. I'm making a decision. It's just about. Not, it's about going somewhere else, I guess.
0: Yeah. And so is there anything about being bound specifically, like, cause Cam, especially when you're talking about, you know, like the idea of anxiety and the therapeutic aspect of it. So it made me think about, you know, like, um, like the weighted blankets and like, uh, there's like the, what is it? The thunder jacket or rumble jacket or something for dogs, like that kind of protective um closeness and like why swaddling babies is is such an an effective thing is there something about and like a physical response you get from being bound in the ropes that also gives you something therapeutic or is it really just more of like this kind of physical challenge for yourself
1: i feel like it also is physically therapeutic um beyond the like the pressure like thunder shirt reason which is definitely a nice thing um It's also just like the act of being bound gives you such a, gives me at least, such like a relief, like a a release where it's like, we really can't do anything, so just fucking (laughs) axe and get into it. Like, or I don't know. Uh, And I think one thing actually that's important to point out there is a lot of people worry that they'll be claustrophobic in room. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: And I've worried that too, because I do have like a little claustrophobia issue sometimes with my anxiety. But I've like never had problems with that. I don't
2: know I think also for you like um measuring success in rope is is really weird like uh to to know like um what constitutes like a uh like coming out the other end and it being like like if you if you did it and like then good, but like there's sometimes that the energy is just like perfect. And everything goes perfectly and at the end it's it is this like massive it's a it's a relief, it's an achievement too, it's it's just like a, like a culmination of all these things all happen at the same time. Massive energy exchange and and um and I know for you that's like super reaffirming when like yeah. coming coming out the other end and being like, God damn, that was we, we crazy. Yeah, we did that. Like <laughs> it was wild. Um is and it is for me too like uh sometimes we just i don't know it's like it's just perfectly in tune or something like that and like you come out the other end and it's it was just awesome
1: do you have any thundershirt thoughts?
3: no i'm i'm i agree <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so brad so i mean It sounds a little, I mean, okay, so all the time that Cam and Ten are spending um, traveling and doing these rope conventions and kind of having this whole, especially online, like I I kind of neglected to introduce you properly, so going a little backwards. So I found each of you on Instagram. Um, And so um, Brad, you're at Eat Your Kids and you have like the least amount of, rope related, uh, things on your feed. It's a lot of dogs, <laughs> it's a lot of like, um, just like kind of home life stuff and like very much a personal feed. And then 10, you and, and, or Ray, you and Cam are like, you know, almost a hundred percent, um, like rope things with each other and other people and the events that you're doing. So Brad, I mean, I know you said you're, you know, you're really great at this poly thing, cause you don't have these feelings of jealousy, but in terms of like, the amount of time and attention and like uh, kind of public offering of, of these things as it relates to the rope things that Cam and 10 are doing with each other. I mean, is that, does that bother you? Are you envious at all of that? Or do you feel on the outside, like maybe not necessarily jealousy, but do you feel like an outsider?
3: Um, That is a good question. <laughs> um, And no. And I think that is because So me and Cam have been together for, this will be 10 years this year. Um, (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Um, And like, I, we we did this already. Like, this was our lives for like, like when we were in college.
1: I I was a traveling model. I wasn't doing room. And,
3: And I would go with her on all of those trips. And like, we would be in each other's feet, you know constantly and like it, like i like we were the social media couple or whatever hashtag couple goals whatever people <laughs> were like um so no and honestly it's kind of a relief because i don't have all these like randos asking me all these relationship questions <laughs> that i don't want to answer because everything is like like the problem with people perceiving social media as like what is he's really going on? yeah like is what is really going like that is a five percent glimpse of this person's life that yeah. is like and like you know how joyous the pictures look and how exuberant you know they feel like they they look in the pictures like they're still going through the same i gotta feed my animals i gotta feed myself i gotta get up and go to work every day i gotta pay my bills every month it's like you know so no <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the question. I got a little <laughs> on the track there. No, I did not miss that or feel <laughs> left out or you Cause, know because you already did it. Kind of, yeah, and, and may, maybe it is because I already did it. Uh,
1: you know, you want to get you want I, I want to tie you more. And I yeah, more and like to...
3: me and Cam, within the last year, I would say have like our tying has like like tying together has like dramatically fallen yeah. off, and that has just. You know, that's
1: the, like on both of us. That's that's on
3: both of us, yeah. and that has a lot to do with you know mental issues body surrounding image body issues. image issues, um, work related things for me because I am a chef and I work all the fucking time and work crazy hours, um, but you know that's life.
0: Yeah, I know all of you kind of did not describe the rope things as like being especially sexual for for any of you, though you know admitting it can be arousing. So in any of the instances, like just giving very broad estimated averages, like how often would you say you guys do a scene in whatever combination and afterwards you guys have sex? Like how often does that, that happen afterwards?
1: So Ray and I for rope, um, if we're doing a suspension scene, that is very low. That yeah. it'll end up with us having sex. Yeah, because that's like um, so
3: physically. It's like exhausting. so
1: so mentally and physically demanding to do a suspension scene. That when you're done, rarely will eyes as a bottom be like, "All right, now let's." Like, <laughs> yeah. Is usually like covered in sweat and wants to go smoke a cigarette and like. <laughs> um, but other other types of play because we do stuff outside of rope, uh, like impact.
2: Or, or like needles, needles and staples and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah like like that, that kind of stuff almost Much more often. Yeah, I was gonna say it almost always ends up leading to some kind of
1: Or some other like we have some leather bondage stuff. Um yeah. and like stuff like that far more often. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, probably. If not more than that. Yeah. Um, but rope is like two percent of the time. Um uh,
2: it's very rare, especially as, like you already said this, but especially in suspension. Yeah. Like if we're if we're doing suspending stuff, like chances are at the end of that, like best case scenario, things went really really well, and we're both spent because things went really really well. Worst case scenario, things went really poorly, and we're both spent because it, it went very badly, and and uh, sex is not on the agenda. Right.
1: When I used to tie. Brad more often, I think it would be like fifty fifty
2: yeah
1: um because i would I would tie him with the intent of like topping him with rope and then uh, transitioning and that. then transitioning into like uh sexual topping right well it makes sense. It's guys honestly or people with external genitalia, I should say <laughs> it's super easy it's <clears throat> so- one more. <laughs>
0: So then what does get you off? And I would like each of you to be as specific as possible. Like what, like what is your bread and butter sexually? Like what is your ideal, uh, interest and method of, of getting off either by yourself or with each other, but presumably with each other?
1: Um, for me, it is just like as an umbrella term, uh, being dominated, I guess, or dominance. Um, I'm super into humiliation and degradation, um, and objectification, and just being used. <laughs> and uh, and my other big thing, which this doesn't super apply to Brad because he's not a sadist or a, a dominant necessarily. Um, it's super uh, arousing for me to like take and endure pain for a sadist. Because so I know how much they enjoy giving it, um, so as as long as I'm pleasing someone, I'm pretty turned on. So how are
0: you? How are you navigating that though with Brad specifically? If you know, if you're generally, it sounds like you're. I mean, you guys switch with each other, but I mean, if you're topping him, like. Well, I mean, it just brings up some questions, right, about like where do you feel like your um, sexual fulfillment is split between your two partners or like in an
1: equal way or is is it imbalanced? Um, I feel like it's imbalanced. I Brad and I haven't had like me toppy sex time in a minute, but I like super love um, topping him and being uh, I'm kind of a brat when I'm a sadist or talk, especially with Brad, um, <laughs> but I have like a, a very fun time doing that just the same as when I'm being submissive to someone else. Um, b- with Brad and I, sex is different where, I mean, so it's, it's like, we're, it's like, we've been in a
3: relationship we for 10 know. years. Like <laughs> it's uh, for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um it's not
1: it's not like some it's not just monumental like, thing. like yeah no
3: it's not like some monumental thing. it's
1: just like, fun it's
3: just fun and yeah, it feels good and it's yeah. just like you know
1: it's having time fun. with my partner yeah and like stoking the fire yeah and like we are so <laughs> <laughs> i have sex it's uh, every time it is um, like DS based, yeah. like something will happen in it that he'll either like say something or like some rough body play thing will happen. Um, that it's like a clear not. This sounds wrong saying not equals having sex, but
2: I think like well, a power a, a power exchange, a power exchange. Yeah,
3: yeah. some yeah. kind of power yeah. exchange. Yeah.
1: Um, with Brad and I, it's more often
3: it's just vanilla. Like, hey, we're laying <laughs> on our phones. You want to like, yeah.
1: Talk? Yeah, or, go to bed. or like randomly like we've shower sex a lot. Yeah. Like we'll be in the shower and I'll just be like, oh hello. Like <laughs> But like Brad will also like be rough sometimes and like be grabby and like spanky and stuff. Um but there's no like power exchange connotations there. No. Jesus, sorry there's a dog tail hitting that. <laughs> <Early> down <laughs> but,
2: um,
1: so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say things are imbalanced, I would just say they're different.
3: Yeah, they're definitely weighted. Yeah. Right.
1: So Brad,
0: is there, um, I mean, you didn't, let's give you a chance. I want to hear about, because you said you're, you know, you guys, you and Cam are having kind of vanilla sex, but I mean, like, what if, you know, even if you're not having that exact sex, like, what? what is what really gets you off?
3: Um, so I, I guess I should state that I have a, I another relationship outside of this relation, these relationships. Um, so I've been seeing her for going on, this will be like three years now and me and her have a semi DS dynamic. It's like pretty casual. Um, I would say, but I am always in the submissive role to her. Um, and a lot of what, you know, turns me on or gets me off surrounding that is, um, Impacts and um what else <laughs> you, all, you also like humiliation yeah humiliation play, play um and like with this partner it, the, with, with the other partner outside of cam and, and ray it's a lot about um either re-exploring things from my past that i you know had a bad ds relationship and like sort of got sour on certain things. So it's like coming back around to things in the past that I may have enjoyed, but, you know. was Didn't
1: touch for a while. Yeah, didn't
3: touch for a while. Um, a lot of, like, cross-dressing-related things, uh, sissification. Um, what else? Uh, pegging is another big one. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 it covers a lot of the... Like the gambit, I guess.
0: Gambit. Gambit. <laughs> and Ray.
3: Oh,
2: I Very interesting. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a lot of my, a lot of my sexual, um, like main sexual driving force. First of all, it's uh, like pleasure is is like a, a driving force, uh, and it has been from like a very young age, and and that is like seeing, giving, receiving, controlling uh the orgasm like of my partner is just <clears throat> it's it's easily my number one kink and like my number one turn on. If I if I uh know that my partner is like having a good time sexually then like my I'm I am having a far better time. Um so it's like top of the list for me. It always has been from like a prepubescent age. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, true. And, um, like followed immediately behind that though is, is, uh, some of our more prominent kinks like dominance and bondage, um, humiliation and degradation and, and, um, I don't know, I guess that's, it's kind of just get sadism. Sadism is a big one for me yeah. too. It's it, like, it's, uh, in such an oddly powerful way that like um sometimes like when when we're doing something in rope that is like m- not inherently sexual but like is causing pain because it's like a strain like i'll, I'll end up getting turned on by it because of the like painful sound yeah yeah <laughs> 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 uh, and, and like i'm just going <laughs> over on the side kind of for a moment but um uh, but yeah that's that's kind of if someone asked like what my top three kinks it would be like um pleasure bondage and sadism and, and put the three together and i'm probably having the best time of my life
0: yeah how do you look at the things that you're interested in sexually like like how did these buttons get get implanted in you
1: um i feel like sadly sometimes the stereotypes are kind of true. Um. Although I disagree with, like, the daddy issues one. Um, (laughs) But I think a lot of people, at least in our our kink circle, and I can say this for me personally, um, had experiences in life that kink offers them a way to reclaim it or um, turn it into something else. Yeah. Uh, I I grew up uh, in, in an abusive home, and... I think I grew up, um, like, suffering physical pain stuff a lot, and I don't know what happened. There was, like, at some point in high school, I was like, sure, would be cool if my, this dude choked me out. Like, I, I have no <laughs> idea, like, where that turned, but I was just like, it would be really awesome if, like, someone who cared about me was, like, rough with me, and I, like, and I knew I enjoyed pain at that point. Um, also because I was into self-harm when I was younger, more so, and I, like, it wasn't just, like, a depressing thing. I would, like, get high when I, like, cut myself. Um, sorry, like, trigger warning there. Um, but I, I do think that a lot of people utilize, uh, kink and the things we do to cope or turn things on their head from normal life. Um, I don't know. I don't know
0: if I'm articulating that
3: well. No, I think so. I think you are. Um, Like, for me, I didn't really have any childhood trauma or anything. Um, Like, all my anxieties and depression and all that, like, manifested as I got older and learned how horrible the world was. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, like, for me, it's just, like, an escape
2: from, like, every shitty thing that's going on (laughs) escape from the reality escape from uh, escape from
1: reality yeah yeah i would would agree with that and it's just fun i don't i I really don't know where the switch came on in me that pain was like good um and if that was like a survival thing that happened or or what the fuck uh but i've i've been a masochist since i was like 15 Mm -hmm. um Kn- like, knew that I was yeah. since I was, like, 15, um, which is kind of when being abused stopped, so maybe something there.
2: I don't really know, and, like, for a long time, I, I was, and still now, I, I like, often wonder if, like, kink or, like, having a being, being predisposed by, uh, like to Bondage or kink or whatever, yeah. like if that's in some kind of way, like uh, genetic, yeah, I wonder that too. Something, yeah. um, because, uh, like I mentioned before about like uh, some of my interests that I realized that, like, a prepubescent age is just, like far before I knew anything about anything sexual or otherwise, yeah. hmm. and having incredibly strong sexual reactions to various things that I saw, and like some of it in, in common media. Or, uh, you know, uh, movies or TV shows or something like that, but any anything where anyone was portrayed in any kind of bondage, captured, uh, or, or any kind of pleasure or dominance of any kind or anything, uh, I was just fascinated, it grasped me all the way. Um, I
1: uh, do, I do remember in second grade, I would have boys like tie me up, that was like a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i got caught and yeah. now i'm tied up and I'm like, i don't know you got me yeah and like also the same as Ray, like seeing stuff in in media like um i'm a huge Ninja nails fan and one of their music videos and i i got into them when i was like 10 or 11 or something famous. and one of their music videos is called happiness yeah and um there's a very famous um uh sadomasochism i guess performer in it uh who was like strapped into a chair and then like pulled apart really um a
2: stuff just, film, it, was, know, it, yeah. it was that told me um
1: but anyway i remember watching that and also another one of the music videos from that same album is someone in a leather sleep sack yeah um water tortured and i was like a child watching this being like oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway got off the track a little bit <laughs> but yeah i didn't have any any net that i knew of i mean for
3: you it could be trauma sort of a control thing since you i mean you, you grew up in not not yeah i grew up in poverty yeah you grew up in poverty yeah so that, i mean I, I don't know if that has any association I, to it like being in control of something but maybe. i mean they're
2: you know pe- people can correlate whatever they want to it i think sometimes the correlation you make is the correlation that matters to you you know like you, you make your own correlation it could be anything honestly, uh, that drove you there. But I just, I, I, I looking back, I'm like, it's almost comical, like how young I was, how little I knew and like still how fascinating these things were to me, <laughs> and like how gripping and compelling they were, uh, at such a young age.
0: I can understand, but I'm curious too, like, how, and especially Brad you know you're describing this other relationship you have on the outside are there plans for that other person to be brought into the group have you guys talked about that is that on the table or uh,
3: like uh, in terms of them playing with my other partner
0: that or uh, even just like joining the household like logistically
3: yeah so she's married I never i
0: am not
3: say um and- <laughs> <laughs> and no, there hasn't been because I don't think that that like I I am at my like I I wouldn't want that personally just because I like I think a three person household for me is where it for for me personally is is, is is a limit yes um and in terms of like them playing together like I don't I also don't think that that is something I. Would desire, Um, just because like I enjoy this, like I I enjoy separation in my life. I enjoy having things like this is my home life, this is my work life, this is my, you know, X Y Z. Yeah,
1: I that's Um, like a big thing for me with Brad and his partner specifically is that it's his thing. Yeah, Uh, because so much of our life for the past ten years has been like nothing
3: was like solo, solo or yeah. like sacred yeah.
1: um and i think it's really important
3: it is it, important to have it's important yeah. to have your own things
1: yeah so that's like yeah brad's thing
2: <laughs> friends <laughs> with her yeah they're like friends um, and, like, and like
1: have hung out several times and stuff and i would continue to hang out with her as friends we've
2: done like family dinners yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um but no, no play or relationship breaching.
2: To be clear, family yeah. dinner meaning like the four of us, like our, our little poly family, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Poly. Or, uh, yeah, poly cool.
0: Poly cool. That's a that's a good one. That's cute. Um <laughs> So, do you guys think that you're you're like gold star level communicators? Just given the dynamics of you know, like any kind of BDSM play, there's a lot of communication involved. You know, the negotiations beforehand, and then you know, checking in after and the during and, uh, you know, all aspects of consent. But also, I mean, just the fact that you're in, you know, you're a poly cool, like communication must be such a huge part of being able to make this work in all ways. Like, do you feel like, um, these experiences and these types of relationships and encounters like have taught you how to communicate, do you think that you're good at it or maybe you just feel like you're still struggling? Like how do you look at communication just given where you are right now?
2: I think it definitely has taught us to be better communicators, but we're constantly getting better. So it's yeah. like the, the, probably one of the things we're best mm. at is communicating. It's also funnily enough, probably the number one thing that like any kind of disruption in our relationship or like any kind of fights or anything come from like, it's not even that no one, Communicated was like a miscommunication. Yeah, like you said, A, B, C, and you really meant X, Y, Z, or or I understood it to be this and what it meant that you know or whatever, and and it's just like well next we 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 have these like learning conversations. Like next time, I need you to explain it in this way so that like I know specifically, you know, like uh, exactly what you meant because like you said this and I thought it meant that, you know, whatever. So um I
1: would, I would definitely not say that we're like gold star communicators but yeah. I, don't think, I don't think anyone is because um even in monogamous relationships shit is messy yeah um yeah. and poly just makes it even more complicated but what i do think we do well <clears throat> is that if there's a um fight is a big word because we don't we have like Strong conversations, <laughs> um, but when when that happens, we resolve it within like hours, if not shorter. Yeah, um, because no one wants to sit around and be like, "fucking Dickhole Jones over here." Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, we we, and I, that's something that I know I personally am getting better at, even though I still struggle with stuff sometimes. Um, I I feel like just like as a, as a statement, I'm the worst at poly of the three. <laughs> 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 but I am I do feel like I'm getting better, like consistently at it because I'm getting more self aware and approaching yeah. things more logically and I'll have my moments of being like and like freak out and be upset and then I'll I'll like come back and be like, Okay, wait, like
2: kind of like introspective moments. Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: And, um and also just for uh I can't speak to Ray's previous poly relationships, but Brad and I Have had some really terrible um, poly experiences before this relationship. Um, One that was like six years long. That was just like truly the worst. Uh, And like there was no communication um, and and like ice walling and
2: uh, Gaslighting. gaslighting
1: and stuff like that. And I feel like we learned a lot of not that we were the ones treating people that way during that, but we learned like how to be better. Yeah, from, I I I think. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. definitely
3: a good takeaway from a horrible situation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Silver lining. You
3: talked a little bit about,
0: you know, there are definitely differences in power dynamics between each of you. So would you, and this is kind of a multi-part question, do you feel like, and for each of you to answer, do you communicate differently in in the bedroom or like in any kind of sexual context versus how you're communicating on a daily basis about life or relationship stuff. um, Do you employ the same approach? And I, I guess this speaks to the power dynamic. Like if like Cam, if you're, you know, the submissive in one way. So when you're communicating with Ray, like how is that different compared to how you're communicating with Brad? And then, you know, Brad, you and Ray and you and Cam, like how, how do each of you change, or maybe you don't change. You change your approaches and how you communicate with each other. And, like, what are the differences between the life stuff and the sex stuff?
1: So, in life, um, I can be really bitchy <laughs> when, if I'm, like, upset communicating something and it takes one or both both of them, not, not all the time, I'm not like this, but, like, uh, one or both of them to be like, hey, now, like, let's let's calm down and approach this logically. Um. Whereas in like rope or something like that, I'm much more like you're a much
3: better direct communicator. Yeah. Yes. yes
1: yeah. yeah. Um. And in in life, I can sometimes be like chaotic or quick to upset. You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> <laughs> to decide this right now, and like, well, I just can't. Like, well, we we gotta. We just gotta. We gotta. We gotta come. figure this real, are out.
1: We doing a real life thing right no. now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like well you fucking figured out <laughs> like, um, <laughs> um but I, I i for me personally there are definitely different approaches from kink shit and sex to real life because yeah i don't know in, in real life i'm i because like ran i don't have 24 7 ds dynamic necessarily yeah, in, in
2: real life you I'm, I'm a real Person. Yeah, like, one
1: or three making yeah. decisions about like our
2: household yeah. and what are we going to do. Yeah, so that's how it's different for me, but
3: everyone else. Uh, I I think I'm pretty straight shooter in, in all facets yeah. of my life. But I yeah. don't really like I don't like to you know waste time or like beat around the bush. I'm pretty direct, and most if not all of my communication.
0: <laughs> right. Do pro, it pro,
3: pro, pro, probably to my detriment sometimes. <laughs>
2: I feel like I do pretty well too. Uh, kind of similar to Brad. Like I don't. I don't think my communication style changes between day to day life and like when it comes to sexual or. We're both more emotional in real life stuff. That's true. Yeah, that's that's true.
1: That's where, where the difference lies. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: So my, uh, my last question for you is, like, how, how did this all come together? So, I mean, Brad and Cam, you guys obviously were together first. But, I mean, were you looking to add a partner? Did, I mean, did it just naturally evolve? Like, you guys, you and Ray were working together with rope things, and it was, like, this natural organic evolution. What was the, oh. the timeline? How did it all work?
1: It kind of was natural organic. It's been a long time process for brad and i specifically
3: because um, <coughs> we've always since we've been together since we two thousand and yeah. whatever nine or it was know, 2009 2009 yeah. it had we have been in a open
1: po- poly not poly,
3: well i wouldn't even say poly just because we didn't know yeah, yeah, anything first. then but we were always on monogamous
1: um so brad brad and i got together in 2009 uh again after dating high school and I, I did the bad poly thing or open thing where I didn't know how to navigate it because it was my first go at it, and I had a, I met and was engaging with a master dominant person behind Brad's back, um, and then Which Brad, I found out about and very then Brad frankly. called me out because I'm really bad at lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that evolved into us being open. And then us being Polly, and then us being in this uh, square, well, I don't know, quad, with, with this other couple, <clears throat> um, who we then moved to Minnesota to be with, and we were there for, uh, mm-hmm. we were within that whole thing for six years, and we were in Minnesota for three years of it. And that was the worst, and they're bad people. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that got us into uh, kink. Um, that relationship did.
3: So that's, like... You it got us, like, deeper into yeah, it. Yeah, that's, like, the silver lining of, of it. I guess an understanding of it.
1: Um, and then after that, uh... I had a girlfriend that sucked. <laughs> 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 but she's how I... We got a rope. Uh, so, okay. like, another, another silver lining. Um, and then... Rad kind of, like, chilled on shit for a while while I... Had a slut Had Ray. a uh, oh, don't call it. Oh uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I call sub frenzy and a lot there of people you call sub frenzy. Where I was without a dominant for like the first time in my adult life and was just looking for anything. And then I stopped looking, and then I met Ray. <laughs> as
2: as, uh, as like to happen when you stop looking.
1: Um and Ray and I like talked for a while. Out like on online, and like I had told Brad, like I'm talking to this guy or whatever. And then we went to a rope convention and not even together. No, we we like went. met at a rope convention yeah. in person and tied together one night. And then we were like, "Oh shit, we're in a relationship oh, now." So yeah, it was. It, it, it like <laughs> sounds so cliche, but it was like, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> oh no, like I'm never gonna not talk to you again." You, you guys, guys, are, are,
2: you guys nerds. are nerds. We are <laughs> we left that convention and like. Like I, I remember, just, we went to like an after party or an after after party <laughs> or whatever, and and like we didn't even tie at that after no. party, and you fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was like three in the morning. But, yeah, like nodded off at some point, and then like uh, everyone was leaving, and we like hugged and kissed, and I was like, well, fuck, like God damn it, like hey, we, I'm gonna text you immediately, like uh, <laughs> like. We, when can we see each other again? And like we did in like a month. Yeah. And then it was like every month. Um, and it was
1: pretty natural from there because it was just yeah. like every month and then we moved up here last year.
2: and Yeah, we. so yeah. for the first year, it was like we would see each other every like three or four weeks um, uh, as often as we could. And then I moved. I had just kind of happy coincidence that I, the company I work for uh, I was actually based out of Baltimore, and uh, so I took a promotion with my company that brought me up here, and I was like, well, fuck, I was kind of where I wanted to be anyway, so it's working out real well, and um, yeah, that was over a year ago now, and so we're fast approaching mm-hmm. our two-year mark.
1: And leading us to uh, mo- us moving in together was Ray living blocks away and constantly being at our house. Yeah. Like, essentially living there without sleeping there.
2: It was funny um, because to, to, for me, this was like uh, a moderately more mild more than mild irritation because I was paying a lot of money for rent for a house that I was like almost never in.
1: Yeah.
2: And, um, but I, I was like, I was very much trying not to be like pushy about like this all moving in together or whatever, but I was like, I'm, I'm literally in this house like five to six out of every seven days, you know, in, in a given week. So like, um, by the by the end of last year, it was like this this is silly like that we're gonna spend all this money to have two different houses when we're just gonna be staying in the same house all the time.
1: President to be around raised dog and to get cheaper rent.
2: Yep, rent's cheap. <laughs> we we mo- consolidated our two houses and and found like a, a very nice five bedroom, three bathroom, very large house and uh our we our rent saving is considerable. <laughs> Moving into this very large, very nice house in a better neighborhood. I mean, and it's
3: also nice having like people with different skill sets like in your
2: uh, in your in, in your home. in your home or like in your vicinity. Right. Like I'm not a handyman, but Ray is, so
1: he fixes all the shit around the house and he's not a cook, so I cook all the yummy foods.
2: What do I do? Uh, or, <laughs> uh, I sometimes. clean sometimes. I clean. My bathroom. Yeah. But yeah, I
3: that mean, it's true. just... That is true. Like, I'm going to use my anthropology degree here for the first time and in, in ever. And, you know, humans throughout most of our history were tribal or banned living societies. So, there,
0: you know, there's something to be said there, I think. I guess if you reach far enough, you can really grab anything. Yeah. Well, you you guys did remind me, I cannot believe I did not ask this sooner, but so, okay. It's curious to me. So Brad, you and, and Cam are married, right? So like being in a poly relationship, like what, what for you is the importance? I'm also asking you cam too. sorry, but like, what's the importance of, of that, that arrangement? Like, um, and, also, I mean, is it something that is important to you, like, you would consider, you know, marrying Ray as well, or, like, being in a three-way marriage, or, like, what 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 is it about marriage that it was, like, something that you both decided was something you wanted to introduce, just given, you know, this polyamorous lifestyle?
3: I mean, well, we... So we've been engaged since 2012. twelve, <laughs> like, yeah. um For six years. I don't know. I mean, I... I, th- I think you know the with all of this my most important me getting the most important thing out of it is her overall happiness and I as myself recognize that I am not a dominant I am not a top I am not a masochist I am not able to fulfill those needs in her life so um why would I deny them to her? Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And, and vice like, versa. And that's like the whole that like that's where people get hung up on poly and you know, open relationships and kink and BDSM. Is they're like you know marriages between a man and a woman, and it's you know you're supposed to be one faithful partner. to your one partner for the rest of your life, and that sounds Stupid. super dumb and not workable for you know. I mean, it, it works obviously for. For some people. Yeah. Like some people remain happy and committed in a monogamous relationship for their whole lives. Um, but then you also have a large percentage of monogamous relationships that end in divorce and Cheat, cheating and lying. And lying, and, and lying. Yeah. yeah. And like and and that and a lot of that, if not most of,
2: stems from needs not being fulfilled or, or met. Well it was uh one of the best explanations of like uh why why poly is acceptable and, and even so arguably necessary uh, is that, uh, like, how, how presumptuous of a person to believe that, like, they could be every facet of everything that another person will ever need, and vice versa, like, that you could literally fill every possible thing. Uh, that we in in no way and any other aspect of our life does any human fill one need for us in every capacity. It never happens with our friends, with our family. Uh, like you, 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 don't ever just have one person that that does all the things. And if you do, I mean, that's that's incredibly rare. I yeah, feel. yeah. Uh, This is
1: this is also straying from like the, the main question, but it's the whole just talking about poly stuff. It's like the whole idea that love is a commodity. Um, and like you you have a big group of friends that you love, like so like right. I don't know, why can you love multiple people? Yeah. But back to to answer that a little bit, uh with Brad and I getting like why did we get married?
3: Uh that was that was the question.
1: I don't I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not,
0: I agree with you guys. <laughs> I, I totally, I understand and, and feel the same way. Like it's it's just a foolish notion to think that you can put all your eggs in one person and like you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. But yeah, I guess it's more of like, like why bother with marriage? That That's more of my question. Like why, why introduce it? What is the
1: why? Why? <laughs> just all the why's what's there there's um
3: also like this
1: sound this all sounds bad because i'm like super overjoyed to be married to brad and we had like an awesome wedding ceremony that was like super fucking special and emotional but like i I, like
3: if i ever can't take care of myself i need someone to like to pull that plug for me or like make that decision to pull legal reasons yeah like there's a lot of legal reasons that you need marriage unfortunately
1: there's um some pressure from uh, parents, Brad, my parents, I'm completely out to, um, and they know about Ray. Uh, we've gone to brunch together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, and he's been to like family events with both Brad and Ray there. Um, but Brad's parents do not know. Hmm.
3: Uh, I've been struggling recently with the, with them. telling them and,
1: or not, or, or not. Whatever. And like,
3: I, I feel like it is disrespectful to Cam and Ray's relationship to not tell them. Right. Um, uh, but also, they're, I, like, and also, like, this is my fear of them just not taking it well and being, like, oh, you you, 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 you poor thing. Like, what has this harlot done to you? Yeah. And, like.
1: like um, but there was definitely pressure from yeah. them over the years about, like, when are you two going to get married? Like, what are you waiting for? Whatever. Um, so I think that was, like, a big reason for it, too. And then to the second part of the question, uh, Ray and I talked about doing, like, a coloring ceremony, which is uh a kinky marriage yeah (laughs) essentially um uh and like something i never really like concerned with anyone else before yeah Uh, i've been collared before but like i've never done done a thing official
2: capacity kind of thing i've been married and divorced uh in the past and and so i have i have very little interest while there is a desire uh like uh (laughs) to to kind of have that like official whatever between Cam and I I don't I don't want to sign a government document again uh, <laughs> in, in my opinion Cam and Brad are the exception they've been together since their their high school sweethearts uh, but uh, marriage is a
3: um, it's, it's
2: a fancy word <laughs> or you get to spend a lot more money when you want to undo this um, in a few years Thank so. You. Uh, I'm I'm happy to not have um, a government document (laughs) signed.
0: Fair enough.
1: Something official is on the. But yeah, something official. Do something if you
0: feel the need
2: to. Yeah,
0: but so it it would be between Ray. It would be between you and Cam. It wouldn't be like between you, Ray, Cam, and Brad. Yeah, I think it would be. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, return the favor. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> but
0: I, I you
2: could yeah I mean, it's yeah, true i actually though it's people people asked so many that they were so confused or and and so conflated about like when we posted wedding pictures um and they were like you know like how you were okay with that yeah. and whatever and like this this was probably like the pinnacle of of a, a compassionate moment hmm. for me and like being able to to be a part not not just a part of but like helping to facilitate like this very happy joyous moment between two people that i care so very much about yeah. and like being a part of that i'm like oh, super sweet super yeah
0: it sounds really yeah. beautiful so okay so we we went a, a little over which is just fine so is there anything that you know we didn't cover that you guys want to just talk about or, or mention or you know like that's important to you to, to address do you feel like there's anything we missed uh, <laughs>
3: uh i don't know i mean whenever i talk to people about poly or ma- mainly poly um like the first thing i preface it with is first this is not for everybody by no means is this lifestyle for everyone it is not a fix to, you know, previous terrible relationships. Like, it's it's not going to, like, you know...
1: Mend your relationship. Yeah, it's not going
3: to mend your relationship. It's not going to fix everything. It's not going to, you know... Uh, I don't know. I, lo- I lost my train of thought there. but it, and, and also, it requires a lot of communication. So, if, like, you are not a good communicator, you will not be good at poly. Right. And you can learn to be a good communicator, but you should probably learn it before
0: you go into college. <laughs> Good advice. Do any of you have projects coming up that you wanna kinda put out there? I know there's the um the fire thing in Orlando coming up, but that's a few months away, right?
1: Um next month we're gonna be at Bonnage Expo Dallas and I get to teach with my friend rope mother, uh Kiss Me Deadly Doll. Um, and then fires in August. And we're teaching there, which is super exciting. Um
2: something else.
1: There's something um, else. I don't know. We like- uh,
2: we're we're uh, in, presently in in talks about planning a trip to Austin.
1: Oh yeah. That'll uh, probably like that'll
2: probably be June. Yeah, uh, for there. for like a teaching event there. And then I'm, I don't know talking about putting a podcast
3: together but i don't know how
1: brad wants to do a podcast I, I called the, do the fart corner oh I that's do. right i remember
0: you saying brad that you're well i mean they told me the last time that we spoke that you're a big podcast nerd
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gotta, gotta get on that train I, I mean if it's 2019 i'm a little late but i i don't have anything up job. dropped <laughs> come, come check me out, the John Brown General
0: and Butchery. Uh, hey. Don't say
3: hello in yeah.
0: Cockyville. And the other thing that we talked about was you guys um, guys doing a recording. So I don't know if, Brad, you'd want to be involved in that or do a separate recording or? A what? Uh, no, <laughs> oh, oh, what? so for the podcast it's not only um you know interviews and these conversations but it's also i've been including audio of actual sexual activity and you know not not meant to be salacious like it's i mean it can be and can be arousing like i want to capture the whole gamut of of you know like this sounds really hot and you know oh this is like the funny reality of having sex with a person is all of the shit that that goes on that you know doesn't get put out there so um I had brought that up when I had approached Cam and Ray about uh, doing this interview and if they were interested in making a recording uh, and they had expressed interest and mentioned like doing some impact work for it because the sound would be great from that. But um, any and all other activities would be welcome if you guys are interested. Um,
3: I'll pass.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brad, Brad's not super out there
3: I'm not a Public,
1: Publicly sexually like,
3: It's not even that It's just I'm not I'm not a sharer
0: <laughs> I would have never guessed no. <laughs> it, It's fine It's good But um Ray you uh, You and Cam You guys are still on board
2: Yes yeah. You just want audio right Yeah Yeah,
0: yeah just audio Yeah we,
2: we can make that happen maybe. Yeah let's make
0: it No Brad's like I don't know that.
2: whatever <laughs> I, Oh.
0: oh. oh yeah yeah i mean i forgot to ask about that but like does that ever happen to you guys uh brad are you ever the cuckold in any of these situations or is that something you guys don't
1: what i wish
2: (laughs) Uh, that's probably that would that would probably be the easiest way for like the three of us to play i I have no interest
3: in
1: Doing and nor nor um, we ever force that no, or never. anything like that. Um, Brad and I have bottomed together, to rape, But yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's, that's like the, I mean, yeah, I would
3: do that again.
1: But that's the extent of. Well, I also hope to have
2: a three-way
1: at some
2: point. Yeah. Why hasn't this happened yet? I don't have. But- <laughs> <laughs> be Natural, That'd be natural.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it, um, thank you guys again. Is there if there's anything else you want to ask or talk about? This is your last chance. Otherwise, we will bid adieu. I just, I also, I just want to thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all three of you taking the time. And I know we went a little over the hour that we specified, but I got a lot out of this and I think it was really great to talk to all of you. So thank you.
2: We had a good time. So. I do this again. Happy to do it. Good.
0: Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you guys. Thank you. you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of sex communication. Did you like it? I hope so. If you did, please subscribe. If you'd like to know more about this episode or how you can be a part of the podcast, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for details. You'll also find additional episodes, background on this project, contact information, and tips for submitting your own audio files. I'm looking for more people to interview, homemade recordings of sexual activity, and audio production assistance. If any of this interests you, please reach out. It's my goal with this podcast to bring some filth to your ears, change the conversations around sex, change some perspectives, and maybe even change the world. I hope you'll join me. Sex!